0: Verdict Episode 6 The Theory of Everything
1: Did you want ketchup? They gave us a ton
2: I'm good, thanks And we're live, by the way
1: Is the AC on? I don't think so Okay, I'm sure I just turned it off Okay, maybe I just turn it back on Okay, so... Catch me up. Where are we at? So,
2: this is where I think we're at. On one hand, there's Chris, hiding behind a girlfriend he doesn't sleep with for religious reasons, whose own brother says he's gay. Right. And on the other hand, there's Deshane, who, by all accounts, could and probably should have been dating every girl in the school at the same time, but instead, he was single because of his apparent commitment to football. So you're drawing what conclusion? I mean, it's loud and clear, isn't it? Chris and DeShane were together.
1: Well, that's one hypothesis. Oh, come on. Okay, okay, just listen to what I'm saying. Your case relies on so many assumptions that it becomes a dangerous place to start. At this point, I think it's a safe assumption to make. So let's make a list of options and derivatives and formulate a line of investigation from there. There's a whiteboard with three colored markers against the wall behind the curtain.
2: Okay. So, option one is they were not together.
1: Great. So let's talk through the derivatives.
2: Okay, so... One. They're not together. Duchesne doesn't know Chris is gay. He finds out and threatens to tell. Chris needs to silence him. Okay. That's one. Two. They're not together. Duchesne still doesn't know Chris is gay. Chris makes a pass at Duchesne. Duchesne rejects the pass. Chris is humiliated and fearing people will find out.
1: Chris has to silence Duchesne. Yeah. Next?
2: Three, DeShane knows Chris is gay. And? Either Chris had some reason to believe he wasn't going to keep that a secret, or Chris found out that DeShane had broken confidence and already told someone. Both derivatives resulting in Chris feeling the need to silence DeShane. Okay. So that's option one. So in option number two, Chris and DeShane were in fact together. Okay. Derivative one, Chris wants to go public and DeShane refuses. Yep. Two, DeShane wants to come out and go public with the relationship. Chris refuses and fears DeShane may ignore his feelings about it. Right. This feels least likely, but... It's... Don't do that. Just run the place. Okay, okay, okay. And then, and finally, they were together. And DeShane was breaking it off.
1: Okay. Is that everything? I think so. Look at the board. There's one other baseline option. I... I don't see it. Work on the basis that every option and derivative you have relies on one massive assumption.
3: Hmm.
1: That Chris is gay? Exactly. We can't assume that. Yeah, but it's... I mean, his brother... I know what his brother said. Siblings diagnose and label each other's sexuality all the time as a way of establishing superiority. Right, but they're not in middle school. I understand. Jason seems like a credible character witness. He loves his brother. He operates from a position of neutrality and from the conversation we had, I'd say he's above average intelligence. So? Well, he's also the wayward son. He wants more than anything to be the prodigal son. He wants his father to call, admit his mistake, and beg him to come home. Okay. And one of the ways he can establish himself as the son who should have never been overlooked is to discredit the character of his younger sibling in the eyes of the Lord. And by extension, their father. And because he knows we're asking all the questions, this is a great way to relay the information without being labeled the messenger.
2: Ah, fuck.
1: I'm not saying that's what's happening. I'm just saying we can't afford to overlook the possibility. But this is specifically why I'm always saying assumptions are so dangerous. You're right. So, before we pursue any of the follow-on theories as a viable path of investigation, we have to go and get as many people as we can to cooperate. Or discredit. Or discredit Jason's assertion that Chris was gay. I'll call the school. See if we can get in first thing tomorrow. I want to get this piece locked in as quickly as possible.
2: It's 11 at night. I'm just going to leave a message on the principal's assistance machine. Okay.
1: You sure you don't want ketchup?
0: Verdict will return in a moment. And now, back to verdict.
3: Homosexual, like... Was he gay?
1: Yes.
3: (laughs) I mean, I don't think so, but it would have totally made sense, I guess.
1: Did you ever hear anything definitive one way or the other?
3: I definitely heard that rumor at one time, but I don't know who from.
1: Was that recently?
3: No, it was a while back, and it pretty much died when he got with Shannon. I mean, the baller still said it, but... They say that about everybody who ain't a baller, so... I don't know.
1: And he never confided anything in you. Is that right? Confided?
0: Miss Kaplan, I am a coach, not a counselor. I understand. I mean, leaving aside the ethics and boundaries stipulated by my role as a teacher, does it not occur to you how unprofessional it would be for me to have that kind of conversation with a student? There's a strong possibility it would cost me my career.
1: I was just asking.
4: (laughs) What kind of sick, perverted question is that? Is it even legal for you to ask me something like that?
1: It's not just that it's legal. It's a necessary piece of this ongoing investigation.
4: The answer's no. No way, no how. You people need to quit trying to dig up dirt on innocent people. Cause you're just fixing a up a mess that ain't even there. Go find the real culprits that done this and let that boy come home to his poor, poor family.
1: I'm simply asking if you have a view. That's all.
4: I mean, I don't know, man. I suppose it would have made sense because he would always come to the games and, and he'd be waiting outside the gym when we got done with training and practice and such, but, you know... I got my own shit to worry about, so I never paid any attention. But it was like, I don't know. man. I just figured he was a weird dude who had
0: one friend in the whole world. Duchesne. Yes, ma'am.
1: So it never came up. Why would he say something to me? Well, it's just that in our last conversation, your relationship was described as... Being like brother and sisters, so looking at it from that point of view, you might have been a natural choice for him to unburden himself of the secret.
4: What I mean is, if he was dating me just to cover up, surely I'm the last person he'd want finding out, right?
1: But you don't know.
4: I never saw nothing, he never said nothing, so no, I don't know.
1: I'm gonna play a recording from our last conversation where you said,
3: So, how come he was there? It's like, we invite the cheerleaders. Chris was, <laughs> I don't know, with Shannon. So, I mean, look, I would not never have-
1: What did you mean by that? Which part? The part where you say that Chris was, I don't know, with Shannon. What about it? Well, it sounds like you have a view on the authenticity of their relationship.
3: Of course I do. I don't know why in the hell she was dating him.
1: Do you and Shannon have any kind of dating history?
3: We kissed at a sleepover when we was like 12. Spin the bottle kind of thing. Asked her for a hand job in front of everybody and she cried, but <laughs> nah, that was about it.
1: Would you say you hold a candle for Shannon?
3: Would I date her, you mean? Uh Uh-huh. I would. But that's not why I don't believe in their relationship. Go on. When we was in, I guess, about eighth grade, some kid from theater club had a birthday party. Okay. Chris went. He was a theater kid back then, no surprise.
1: Can we stick to the point here?
3: So we all come back to school the following Monday, and the story goes... Birthday boy wakes up in the middle of the night with Chris trying to, you know, pushing his dong up against him, uh, trying to... Yeah,
1: okay. I get it.
3: Anyway, whole school found out. Spread like wildfire. And the next thing anyone knew, Chris busts out with Shannon on his arm and we're all supposed to believe, <laughs> what, it's it's real?
1: but this was a rumor, right? It was never substantiated.
3: I mean, there's no photographic evidence or some such, but look at the facts. He was a theater kid. Now he's on the swim team. I mean, just look at the outfits. <laughs> All those guys are fat.
1: This is the last one, right?
2: Yeah, this is it for the on-campus interviews.
1: Hey, Adeline, how are you? Good, thanks. We've met a few times already, but this is the first time I'm here to meet with you and not one of your parents. (laughs) Okay. You sure you're okay? I'm good. Missing your brother, huh? I guess. How's the family doing? Good. Home life okay? Okay. Yep. You don't want to talk to me, do you? I don't mind. Hmm. I understand. This is your family we're talking about. You want to keep family matters private. So, I'm going to cut out all the fluff and get right to the point of what we're doing here, okay? Okay. Did you, at any time, wonder if or find out, that your brother Chris was a homosexual? What? I ask because-
4: Why does everybody think that? Just because he's not some stupid jock who makes lame jokes about how big his dick is, people automatically assume he's gay? It's just- and, And what does it even matter? Really, like how is that even relevant? We believe
1: it may have been a motivating factor in what happened.
4: Chris isn't what you think. And he didn't do what he says.
1: That went well. She's stonewalling. She knows something.
0: Verdict will be right back after a word from our sponsors. And now we continue with Verdict.
5: We would have known. We being? The church. <laughs> we would have known. How? There's coursework we have the kids do that identifies certain outliers. You're profiling them? No. No, 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 no. We just, they, they do a lot of writing on their values and life goals is all. I mean, you could tell a lot from that work. So what
1: classifies an outlier in this context?
5: Anyone who might be struggling with finding their way.
1: Do you mean their way in life? Or their way to God? It's the same thing. And what would have happened if you had found out that Chris was an outlier?
5: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you're assuming like everybody else does, that he'd been chased out of town with burning pitchforks like some sort of pariah. But we, <laughs> we have a great program for kids. who've A program? Yes, yes, a program. Do you mean conversion therapy? No, no, not at all. Good Lord, the misinformation that goes on. It, it, it's just, look, the ones who are struggling with issues around identity, they go through a program that helps them get back on track. Hmm. Back on the straight and narrow? In a manner of speaking, yes. You know, I went through it myself when I was Chris's age, and it, it really helped me through a difficult time. I'll go as far to say, I think it saved my life. Do you mind me asking what the issue was that put you through the program? I was, I was so lost. I was having feelings I didn't understand. I felt different from every other kid in high school and... <laughs> no, I just, I, I, I told my college application advisor that I'd started having suicidal ideations. It's sad, but I honestly didn't have anyone else to talk to.
1: It sounds like you're describing every high school kid in America.
5: <laughs> I hope not. Anyway, they put me in touch with Dan and the church and here we are. Good as new. Hmm.
1: Can I ask and forgive me? I don't mean to pry, but
5: I think it's important. I understand.
1: Would you say that the underlying cause of your suicidal ideation was an issue of sexual identity?
5: See, I don't believe there's any such thing as sexual identity because it implies choice. It's not a menu. There are no options. Men lie with women. End of story. I I was lost. Dan helped me back to the path and now I have a wonderful wife whom I love and two beautiful children I couldn't live without. And... and, uh... If it wasn't for Dan and his program, I'd have missed it all. I mean, and, you know, the point is, there's no doubt in my mind that Chris had any confusion about his sexuality. He knew about the program and he knew there was no shame in it. If he had had any doubt, he would have simply come to us, committed himself, and we'd have fixed him right up.
1: Just like that.
5: Exactly.
2: Water? Please, thanks. Uh, we're recording, by the way.
1: Great. So, not exactly conclusive or binding. I
2: mean, the only homosexuality we've managed to prove is that of the youth pastor. Jesus,
1: that was actually painful to watch. Amen.
2: So, apart from Meredith, who's wildly offended by the suggestion that her future husband might not be all that she'd hoped... And a sister who's deathly protective of her brother. All we have is a bunch of students saying he might have been. I could have been. Checks out. Makes sense. It's a
1: definite possibility. And one defensive linesman retelling some playground rumor that's five years out of date. And honestly, it just sounds like the kind of stupid stuff kids say about each other for the sake of some drama and excitement. This is Adeline Hawthorne. Sorry, couldn't... Oh, good! Come on. What is it? Pack up the recording gear. Adeline wants to meet with us. I told you she knew something. Speak. Hello? Hello. This is Abby Kaplan.
2: Hello. All right, we're good. This place is super quiet anyway, so we should be fine. Coffee? Please. Not for me, thanks.
1: I'll take some milk, too, if you have it. Y'all need menus? We're good for now. Maybe in a bit.
2: That her? Where? Just parked.
1: Yeah, that's her. You wanna come sit on my side of the booth?
2: Sure.
4: Hey,
1: please have a seat. Join us. Can we get you anything? I'm good, thanks. How you doing?
4: I'm sorry about earlier.
1: It's okay. I really do understand. I have to tell you, though, we can't talk to you unofficially, so this conversation is still being recorded.
4: It's fine. I just... I couldn't talk at school, I mean. I know what they're all saying. I know what they all think, too.
1: Well, what do you think? Because, like I said, this is your family. You're his sister. You know him better than anyone. Far better than any high school gossip chain. But... I'd go as far to say that there are pieces of this you understand better than your parents. So, like I said, I can't talk to you unofficially, but whatever you want to tell me, you're safe to do so.
4: You're not wrong about Chris. What do you mean? I mean, I still don't think he did what he says he did. The question you're asking about him, I don't think you're wrong to be asking it.
1: Okay. So to be clear, you have reason to believe your brother, Chris, is gay. I'm sorry, Adeline. I need you to speak your answers. It's Addie. Oh, okay. I... I heard your mom call you that, but I didn't know if it was like a closed-circle thing.
4: People only call me Adeline when I'm in trouble.
1: Your father called you Adeline when we met. Were you in trouble that day?
4: He's the only one.
1: Got it. So, Addie, You're here because you have reason to believe your brother, Chris, is gay. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Can you tell me how you know this, or at least why you believe it to be the case?
4: He, um... He came to me when we were like nine. I, I mean, I think I was nine or ten. He'd have been 11 or 12. Okay. He could barely speak, he was crying so hard. Said he had to tell me a secret. Said if mom and dad ever found out that they'd kill him for sure, and that I could never tell nobody. Said he'd been having thoughts. And, and feelings he couldn't control.
1: Did he say what the thoughts were about? Boys. Okay. He
4: said he'd hoped and prayed for months that it would leave him, but that they weren't going nowhere. And he said he's been thinking about killing himself to make it go away.
1: Jesus, I'm so sorry.
4: Uh, Anyway, he uh, he came back a few days after that and, and took it all back. He said he'd gotten in a fight with Mom and dad and wanted to get back at him with the one thing he knew would hurt him the most. He said he figured I'd tell him what he told me. that's why he said it all in the first place, but that that it was all just a big lie. He said I should just forget he ever said anything.
1: And which version do you believe?
4: Why he was crying when he came up to me. He couldn't have made that up. Chris is gay. No doubt in my mind.
1: Addie. I appreciate you coming to me. I know it wasn't easy. And for what it's worth, I'll do everything in my power to prevent this ever coming to light, unless there's a legal reason to do otherwise.
4: Does that mean I'm free to go? I have to get home before my parents start to worry.
1: Of course. So now it's two options. Yep. Either Chris is gay... Or they both were. Call the school, set up another day of interviews, get back in a room with all the students, talk to the faculty and staff close to both boys. You're not coming with? No.
2: Where are you going?
1: I'm going back to see Chris.
0: On the next episode of Verdict.
1: I know there's more to this story than you want me to know. I also know I'm sitting on the keystone to
3: everything you're trying to
4: hide. I'm not saying I think this was why he killed him. I don't think he killed him. If I
3: can't Um, have him, nobody can.
2: It's like, once a week, for those two
4: hours, he was a ghost. It's none of my business. If they got beef, that's on them.
1: He knows we know. Chris was fixing to break it off with her.
4: ID and appointment paperwork
3: on the desk step back, please. If
1: I don't get to the bottom of this... You'll spend the rest of your life behind these walls.
0: Verdict is a Cavalry Audio original production, presented in partnership with iHeartMedia. Produced by Brandon Morgan and KC Wayland. Written by Sam Scott. Directed by KC Wayland. Executive produced by Dana Brunetti and Keegan Rosenberger. Casting by Eisenberg Beans Casting Recorded at Unison Music in Los Angeles Starring
2: Steph Tolev as Abigail Kaplan Brandon Brough as Sam Kinney
4: Kaylee Stallings as Addie Hawthorne Sarah Rich as Shannon Aubrey India Jackson as Lacey Duray Kai Rosenthal as Meredith Walker
3: Braxton Hale as Tyler Watts Keith Stone as Tamarius Brown
0: Justin Swain as youth pastor.
3: Carla Cam as swim coach.
0: And I'm Michael Swan. Additional voices by Carrie Van Auken. Editing and sound design by Michael Dean Wilkins. Mastering by Victoria Cheng. Post-production supervisor, Victoria Cheng. Script supervisors, Joey Jordan and Michael Dean Wilkins. Thank you for listening to this Theatre for the Mind.